You are now tuned in to Behind the Confidence Smile, the podcast, where we talk about what's behind your smile. No longer suffering in silence and truly walking in your purpose daily. I am your host, Bianca Cotton, wife, mom, author, poet, speaker, and hope dealer. I am on a journey to help women walk in love, live in hope, and be healed from past hurts. Join me on this journey of revealing what's behind your smile. We have special guests, some poetry, and inspiration. Now let's start the show. OMG, y'all. I am so excited to be here with the one and only Camille. (laughs) Y'all have no idea, okay? She is a woman who loves God, who smiles brightly. She is so dynamic, and I'm elated that she said yes to being here with us today. Camille Ilona Daly is the CEO of International Clergy Fashion Brand House of Ilona, author of Finding Divine Flow, book, audiobook, podcast, her first published work and the combination of 10 plus years in the fashion business, 10 plus years, y'all. She just recently celebrated 12 years in business. Okay, <laughs> let's give her a hug and a round of applause. Ordain Magazine, The Voice for Women in Ministry was launched in 2019. As Editor-in-Chief, Camille leads a team of over 100 writers and creatives. This is a movement, okay? This led to publishing of the, I mean, establishing of the Divine Flow Publishing Company, which launches influencers and authors while nurturing emerging talent through the Divine Flow Academy. She is passionate about marketing, business, serving, and helping others. And that's why she is here today, uh, because she cares about you and wants you to know that You have all that you need within you. It's a matter of asking Holy Spirit how to pull it out. She's a proud wife and mother of two beautiful daughters and lives in Milton Keynes, England, where she started the business. Well, Camille, it is a pleasure. Thank you for being here. Thank you so much for having me. It's great to be here. So... I mean, 12 years in business, a wife, a mother of two, what's behind your smile? (laughs) (laughs) I absolutely adore the name of the show, Behind That Confident Smile. And it is a confident smile. It's a big smile. I get it from my grandmother, cheekbones and all. We smile with our whole face. Our whole body smiles when we smile. (laughs) And there really is so much behind the smile. There is a really sweet and beautiful relationship with God. Like 
he's just my everything and we just live and flow together and it's just really beautiful and he just leads and guides me in everything that I do um behind um the confidence mile there's a lots of businesses and ministry there's there's lots of highs incredible highs incredible opportunities and lots of lows there's there's a lot of grief behind you know this confident smile um and there's a lot of purpose in in so many ways so many elements in terms of helping people find their purpose in terms of me seeking my purpose for many many years and still seeking my purpose you know I connected with a friend the other day who helps people you know find the thread in their lives and I was just like I need that she's like what are you talking about You know your thing, but it's just something I'm passionate about. Purpose is something I'm passionate about, whether it's me digging deeper into my own or getting tools to help other people. So there's so much behind this confidence smile. <laughs> you you just said something that made me smile bigger. You're like, you know, I'm still seeking, right? And and your hunger and thirst to know more about yourself, to ask God, like, who did you create me to be? Even you know, even though I built this business, this business, and I help people to find their flow and their purpose, you continue to seek. And so tell us a little bit more about uh, how you do that. How do you continue to stay at the feet of God? One of my favorite prayers right now, and one of my favorite questions to God, and I share this with yourself and the listeners, is God, what do you see when you see me? Because I want to see me through his eyes, not through my eyes or through other people's eyes and experiences and um, through, God, what do you see when you see me? And the more I ask that question, the more I dig in, the more he answers, the more I ask the more I'm beginning to see myself through his eyes. And I often feel like a kid in the middle of all these jigsaw piece puzzles. And it's just like, oh, this is such a cute piece. And look at this part of my life and look at this area. But God's there with the box and he knows what this finished puzzle looks like. And every now and again, a couple of pieces come together and I'm like, ah, that makes so much sense. And again, it's purpose. It's this journey. It's me processing the process and understanding what the different things mean. And for me, it's just so phenomenal when I have a whole chunk over here and a whole chunk over here. And suddenly these two massive pieces, which seemed completely separate come together in a way that I just could not have imagined. And I know it's God, it's God's fingerprint um, and plan all over my life. And I'm just like, I want to dig in more. I want more. I want more. So I'm constantly seeking and kind of never feeling like I arrive, but also arriving at places like, wow, we've hit this milestone. This is wonderful. What else is there? So I'm just hungry. I'm hungry for more of God and more of his will and plan for my life. Mm, that's so good and you talked about processing the process and you talk a lot about that in your book which I love finding divine flow seeking finding and flowing in purpose and entrepreneurial journey and you dig deep into um, the importance of processing the process and after I read that it gave me language for 
my journey of journaling and I love journaling. I have journals that I have yet to write in because I collect them for when I need <laughs> it, right? And just processing my process. And that's how my first book, A Journey Through a Beautiful Mind was created from my process of processing my life. Um, so tell us, tell me how processing the process has helped you in your entrepreneurial journey. Absolutely. So I say processing the process or processing the process, as you say, <laughs> um, and it is very much journaling. It's very much about, okay, what, how was my day? What, 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 what did I go through? Or what is this season that I'm in right now all about and about taking time, creating space to write and flow and as a friend of mine received a word from God and said that our pen is a weapon of mass instruction and taking the pen and writing and flowing and understanding what am I going through? Why am I feeling like this? Because on the surface, you think it's one thing, but when you begin to dig deeper and begin to process, it's like, no, actually this is connected to this other thing. And that's the reason I'm holding myself back. And that's the reason that, and Lord, and often my journaling turns into prayer. Lord, why is this? And how come, why am I doing this? And then often he speaks back right there in my journal and I'm writing as he's speaking to my heart and I'm receiving answers and scriptures are coming to my mind and it becomes a Bible study. My journaling is a whole lot of things. <laughs> and to be fair, my whole entrepreneurial journey has been much processing and learning and studying and journaling and processing and understanding and even when I'm reading a book I'm like oh that's fascinating that marketing strategy let me apply that um that element works this element didn't but okay what is it about this element that worked? let me dig into this more and I'm digging into it more and the more and I'm doing the more I'm learning the more I'm applying the more I'm pulling out the lessons and processing there's a whole book there there was a whole book there of the whole journey or the journey so far um, up to the point of writing the book, Finding Divine Flow. It was 10 years in business. Um, now it's 12 years, two years on, but just the whole thing of learning, going through a really high, high, amazing. What can I learn from that? A really low, low. What can I learn from that? Where was the lesson? How do I avoid that next time? And it's like life is a journey and if I go down this road and I know that there's a hump in the road, I know that there's a hole in the road. I know that there's um, a fast pace in that road where you can go real quick. I want to capture as many of those lessons as possible to help someone because I read someone's book that helped me realize that there was a bump right there on that corner. And so because I knew that I was able to take that corner a lot smoother without a hit in the wall and having to rebuild and start again. So if there are things that I can pull out of my journey from all that I've learned, all that I've then experienced, I can hand that on to someone else. And that's what's so important to me, just about living my life and sharing the lessons so that we can just go further faster. Oh, yes. So what, what are some of those lessons that you've learned uh, during your first 12 year stint and more to go? I think for being an entrepreneur, being a lover of God, being a wife, being a mom, I think all of those elements really bring me to three key lessons for me in my business journey. Um, and the first one is focus. 
Um, and that's because I'm a creative and I can do so many things, so many ideas. And for me, the power came when I learned to focus and for 10 years focused on one thing, focused on one business. And that was so hard <laughs> because there were so many things that I wanted to do. And God just kept saying, focus, focus. Oh, but there's focus, but I can also focus. And I had to just focus on this one business and get really good at it, become master for it, get 10,000 hours in that thing. I had to, that was my journey. I had to focus. So a real massive key for me was focus. The next one was balance because throughout that journey, I um, was a wife, just a wife, just me and my husband. We was um, a couple, we were called. And then suddenly this baby came along and we were called a family. <laughs> I'm like, how did that happen? Everyone's just singing in chorus, couple. And then we went to family and it was having a business at the same time. So it worked one way when it was just the two of us, but when there's now suddenly a baby in the mix, it changed the dynamic completely. And I now had to get the balance right of being wife, mom, and entrepreneur. When my child was a toddler, it was different. But then when baby number two came along, I'm like, oh, sweet Jesus. How? <laughs> and then it was, again, it was another balance. So it was very much working on my schedule and getting a healthy balance right. Um, because there was a time where I was, you know, doing the mom thing and I was like, uh, but feeling like I was neglecting the business. And then while I was in the business, I was feeling like I was neglecting the, the children. And so it was a real life lesson just in balance. And it was about getting it wrong and trying to do better next time and learning the lesson. And OK, I'm doing better now. And um, OK, I've got it mastered. And then the child gets sick and I'm just like, oh, it's gone wrong again. <laughs> Um, so a real big lesson was 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 balance. So I've said focus. I've said balance. And the final one I'd like to share is consistency, um, which can be very boring, but can pay really well in the long term. Um, and consistency, just showing up, being consistent, whether the crowds followed or not, whether the likes came or not, but being consistent and showing up. And sometimes it was only after a year or two or three or four or five of consistency that someone and people started coming out of the woodwork saying, I've been watching you for the last few years. Now I'm ready. You know, I, I've, I've been seeing how you've, I've been, yeah, yeah, I saw when you posted that. I'm like, no one even said anything about that. No, no, no. I saw, and I saw this and I saw that and I saw that and that whole picture come. And now I'm ready to, to work with you. I'm ready to buy from you. I'm ready to invest in you. It was consistency. So I always say it can be very boring, but it pays off in the long term. Mm, that is, I would like to dig into the consistency piece a little more because in the in the era of social media being so big and we see, you know, people uh, glorifying entrepreneurship, but may not always be talking about the hard work that goes into building a business, sustaining a business, growing a business, um, and remaining committed to that thing, right? And God said, focus. You focus on one thing for 10 years. And then after that, <laughs> it's like, compel, right? Book, podcast, <laughs> academy, speaking, like, 
you were you were consistent, diligent, focused, and found balance in a decade. Mm. It's some there's gold in that. Mm. Because I know sometimes I do something for a year and I'm like, Lord, like <laughs> how much longer? <laughs> like, patience, my child. Patience. Mm-hmm. And so to hear you say 10 years. It helps to ground me and and uh, root me into, I got this. Mm-hmm. I can be committed by hearing your story. Even though I read it, it's something about hearing it for me. Yeah. Uh, remain committed, remain diligent, even in the low moments and the high, high moments. It all comes to teach us something. Mm-hmm. So how how did you know when it was time to grow your business or stop doing something that didn't work like what were the markers for you I would definitely be seeking God in all things so I have my weekly meeting with God like business meeting um, where I go through all the things and just really trying to you know follow his lead and direction but also pay attention to my feelings um, which is, you know, often, you know, growing up in church was like, no, don't pay attention to your feelings, just get on and do it anyway. And But I, I definitely started to pay attention to just how I was feeling about things and being really honest with God. And so there were a time, you know, when I had, you know, started my business and the clergy dresses were going really well. And um, there was this one particular style that I did and everyone would buy it and it would sell out and we'd reorder more and it would sell out. And we'd, and people weren't, people were like, maybe want it in another, another color, but they just loved it and it was just working. And, uh, you know, if it's not broke, don't try to fix it. But I was just like, God, I'm creative and I'm just reordering and reordering and reordering. I'm bored. I was just honest. I was like, I'm just getting a little bit bored. And, and it was so beautiful because not long after that, someone asked if we could um, do like a clergy cape, but they meant like to the floor kind of. And I was just like, mm, we don't really do that style. But I remembered um, before um, I was doing the clergy and I had the fashion line, I was, I did some capes, some real cute, you know, stylish capes, you know, wool capes and they were short and the, it had flow at the back and it came in at the waist at the front. It's really cute. And so I just like went into Photoshop and I changed one. I think I had one in orange and I changed it to black and put the white kind of collar just to see, you know, would anyone be interested in something like this? We nearly crashed the website because everyone was looking for this thing on the website, couldn't find it, wanted to buy it. And straight away, I was just like, wow, God, look at that. I just said I was getting a bit bored. This spark of, you know, just a newness still within my lane, still within my field. But this new idea sparked creativity. We could go into production and it just meant that I was doing something a little bit different. So it just, for me, it's just being honest and just being like, okay, Lord, what now? What next? And then even times when I wanted to diversify and do different things and he was bring me back, bring me back. But like you say, it was around two years ago when I felt like I just needed to move more into the coaching and speaking arena. And this amazing opportunity came up to coach with the business bishop, as we call him here in the UK, Bishop Wayne Malcolm. And it clashed with an event where I was supposed to be showing my clergy wear again, focus. So I was just like, 
all for the last 10 years is focus, focus, focus. So in that sense, I should have gone to the clergy event. And I was like, Lord, I'm really feeling this pull into coaching and speaking. Do I go for this opportunity or do I stay where I've been? And again, I was just feeling this pull. And I'm like, I really feel like I'm supposed to go to this event. And so for the first time I pulled out of this clergy event, an opportunity, almost that instant gratification, I could have made lots of sales, it would have been great. And I pulled out of that event and I went to this coaching event with the bishop and it was life-changing. It was the first hour I was like, I could go home. I've had more than like, this has been fantastic. And it was at that event that I mapped out the first 10 chapters of Finding Divine Flow because I realized who my people are and what the messages that I have inside of me and what they need from me and how I can actually present that in a book through my story, the steps, the stages, literally it just, the whole thing mapped out. I left there and it's like I went into a cloud. I was just writing and writing for about three and a half weeks. I just couldn't stop writing. I'd be up at like four in the morning, writing, get my children sorted out, ready for school, writing, get them home dinner, writing. I just couldn't stop writing. And then it's like, I came out of this cloud and I got in contact with the bishop and I was like, bishop, I've written 20,000 words. And he said, well done, go and write 35. I said, huh? and I did I went a couple more weeks and um and I ended up at 36,000 words and this was finding divine flow and it was just it was just even when it's an audio book as well an audible and when I was reading when I was reading the book um through the mic my husband got a studio here I was trying to not sound shocked at some of the revelations (laughs) I'm like I wrote this I was just like, Lord, that's how I know it was you because this, this, me, I cannot take the credit for this. There's so much, so much riches and goodies that God put in this book um, through, through me, through Find Divine Flow. So I just really wanted it to be a blessing to many, but that was really the power of consistency, consistently journaling, writing, because I could also draw from my own experiences. And it's one thing when you're going through something and you write it fresh, it's so real and so raw, the detail, the emotion. When you think back to it, you, you the highlights, yeah, this happened. But when you can go back and read, you really get to pull out the lessons. And so much was actually already there that I could pull together and draw from. Yes. I just want to continue to talk about consistency. Um, I, I feel pulled in that arena in this day and age, and, um, which sometimes we're so quick to shift and pivot when something isn't working right mm-hmm. um, or going how we think it should go. Um, but there's lessons in being consistent, no matter what, being consistent in your purpose. Yeah. And saying, okay, Lord, I, I know what you said. Maybe I hit a pothole mm-hmm. <laughs> and I need to change my tire, but I need to keep going. You know, yeah. after that pothole is over and 
I so appreciate everything that you put into your book, even down to the seven daily habits, right? Which I have to be honest, some of them are still a challenge, like <laughs> for me, um, but I'm getting better. And the challenge, the two challenges for me is the uh, declarations and the daily writing. Like, mm-hmm. oddly enough, even though I love to write, <laughs> it's what you said, like making that space, creating that space to do that daily. Yeah. Um, that is a practice, but down to prayer, reading, writing, visualizing, declaring, mm-hmm. exercising, and action. How did you create those um, seven daily habits? So from a lot of different books, so I'd read a lot of books about, you know, powerful daily habits and, and would try and apply and some would work, some wouldn't. And then between pulling from lots of different information and courses and different things, I kind of found the ones, the seven that really sat and resonated with me, the ones that I tried and actually could do consistently, but also found so much just just results and impact on my life through doing these particular seven practices and you know prayer is definitely huge that's you know where I'm coming from and doing that every day consistently and I do find that when I am praying consistently and I have that just everything's different and if that drops I see it and I feel it in my life and then what I found was when I'm praying and believing God for certain things. And then if I can add a declaration to that and create a declaration around it and actually speak that out every day, even if it ends up as a short version, which is maybe an I am statement. But if I'm saying that out loud every day, I remember having these powerful declarations that I wrote. And one of them was that House of Alona is a number one clergy brand for women in the world. And I said it two days in a row. And the third day I got a phone call and this guy says, yeah, we're the number one manufacturer of men's clergy shirts. And we wanted to speak to you about it frightened the life out of me. I'm like, I declared this thing for two days and now I'm getting this phone call. And I literally stopped doing declarations for a little while because I was just like, that happened really fast. And I I had to get over that fear and keep doing it because I was just like, it's powerful. But what I realized is what I'm saying needs to line up with what I'm seeing, even in my mind's eye, that vision, seeing it writing the vision but actually seeing it so when I read it I can run with it I can see it and and I found that the visual was really important whether that was creating a vision board and I remember doing a vision board and I saw this gorgeous photo I think it was Venice and it was this lovely like hotel room and it was gorgeous orange like uh, one seat a chair and I was like one day I'm going to write my book on a chair like that and it and for me it was just that visual of that window with the water outside and that orange mustard seat and um and that was on my vision board no one knew what that meant but it meant something to me every time I looked at it and then I remember I was in the middle of writing and I went to stay with a friend up in Cardiff and um in 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 England and I remember waking up early one was like 5 5 30 in the morning and I was down on her little sofa and I was typing away at my book and I was like <gasps> and I froze because her decor was that mustard color and there was a window right there. And I was like, this is that, again, that visual, powerful. And then writing 
as a writer, but even just journaling and processing my, whether it's even a sentence that day, but I have to write, I have to process, I have to get out something that's inside of me, whether it's capturing the thought or receiving a download and writing it down, but making that a real habit and reading as well. Because usually when I'm reading, if it's a really good book, I don't get very far, very fast because I'll read a sentence or two or a paragraph and I'm receiving my own downloads. And I've written like seven pages just from the richness that I pulled from it. But so I find that the reading helps the writing. And then I have to take action. I have to do something from what I've read, from what I've actioned, from what I've been reading and visualizing, all these things. I have to do something, whether it's I post something, whether it's I phone someone, whether it's I, but I have to take an action on something that it is that I'm believing for. And then exercise, moving my body. And again, when I'm exercising often, that's when I receive downloads and inspiration and ideas that I can then go ahead and write on. So they came together this was the combination that really worked well for me I ended up putting it in my planner so that people can actually tick off daily you know that yes I've done this and yeah (laughs) I've done that and then each week you then go back and you get to review how did I do on on that how did I do last week with my daily actions okay normally for me it's like I need to work on the exercise piece um or it's I need to do the the visualizing and declarations if I just bring them together I'll make sure I do them so again it's just making sure that it's happening because I find those weeks where I'm getting tick 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 ticks all the way down my god the things that I'm able to accomplish in that time because I'm seeing it I'm saying it I'm praying it I'm reading it all the things are coming together and I've just found that it's really really powerful so rich and I agree the weeks that I'm consistent in those I feel the difference the Mm -hmm. weeks that I'm not I'm like whoo what happened Uh, oh that was wonderful (laughs) the the discipline behind it right Mm -hmm. it's being disciplined and uh, waking up and getting your day started uh, and centering yourself okay lord what do you have for me to do today? I know I have plans today, but what do you <laughs> have yeah. for me to do today? And being okay with if your plans are not his plans, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and and moving in that. And you talk a lot about uh, the business bishop. I've listened to some of his YouTube videos as of late. And I was like, yeah. I need to go back and listen again. It's just, yeah, the words that come out of his mouth is, is so rich. Yeah. And it's full of wisdom and years of, yes. of everything that he's been doing. Like, oh my God. <laughs> Absolutely. I remember in lockdown when it first all started and everyone was just like, I had all this vision board and all these things I was going to do. Now what? And I remember the word the bishop gave um, that March 2020, he said, Isaac sowed in the year of famine. Mm-hmm. And in a famine, he reaped a hundredfold. I was like, thank you. And I ran with that throughout the lockdown. I was just like, I just need to keep sowing. I just need to keep helping. I just need to keep giving. I just need to keep doing whatever I can do to sow and to help. And there are so many seeds that I sowed in that season that I'm reaping now. Mm. 
And so recently on his um, Facebook page, he and his Instagram page, he said, um, chaos is a cradle of creativity. Um, I would say that one more game. He said (laughs) (laughs) that chaos is a cradle for creativity. And he said it was out of chaos in the beginning that God created the world. He called order out of chaos. It was not void. It was empty. It was darkness. Mm. And he created the world out of that. And he was saying that we don't know when things or if things will ever get back to a normal. We can't say, I'll do that when things get back to normal. We have to do now, right now in the midst of the chaos, in the midst of what feels like we need to be creative and get moving right in the midst of the chaos and just keep it moving. So again, I got my marching orders. Powerful. Well, it sounds like that is a good challenge for the next 30 days, right? Mm-hmm. To mm-hmm. create yeah. in the midst of chaos. Right there. Create. Whatever that means for you. Mm. Create. Mm. And and uh, not waiting on tomorrow, right? Like, oh, I'll do it when I don't have to wear a mask anymore. I'll do it when I'll do it when write the vision, make it plain and go forth. Yes. Yes. Oh my gosh. Come here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, this was delicious. Like <laughs> talk to you every time. It's just like, OMG. Okay. I can just sit in this like Mm -hmm. I feel the Lord here Mm -hmm. um, with us during this time in two different countries on two different continents and time zones and the Lord did that Mm. in the midst of chaos yeah in the midst like beauty comes out of chaos Mm. so much do you have any last words and also let us know how to find you (laughs) sure I'm on Instagram I'm at Camille Daily C-A-M-E-L-L-E Daily and on Facebook I'm Camille Daily Live and I'm there on Twitter and LinkedIn and everywhere it'd be great to connect and I just want to encourage you no matter where you are in your life, no matter what you've been through, no matter what you're going through, there is so much richness in your story and in your testimony. And what you're going through right now and what you've been through could be the key to someone else's breakthrough. Because you've been through it, you're so close to it. You're just like, well, you know, it's just me. It's just my story. But you still being alive after everything you've been through is someone's hope Mm. and everything that you've been through the way you've been through it when you were born where you were born how life took you where it took you is your unique fingerprint it's your unique story it's your unique anointing and no one can do what you do the way that you do it I don't care if there are a million people doing it The way you do it is unique because you're you. 
So I just encourage you to allow God to show you the uniqueness that is you. And I pray that God will show you what he sees when he sees you. Mm. Amen. Oh, amen. So ladies, I hope you had your journal out. I forgot to say that in the beginning, (laughs) but you can always listen to this again and again and again. Uh, So may you be blessed, go forth, and not wait until tomorrow to walk in the promises of God and in your purpose. Until next time, enjoy. Thanks for having me. (laughs) Thanks for tuning in to Behind the Confidence Mountain Podcast with your host, Bianca Cotton. Don't forget to subscribe and share this podcast with your friends and family. Let's grow our community, you all. Until next time on the podcast. Remember, we all have a story and a journey of what is behind your smile.